a glowing pink tower on an island in the distance. And in the foreground, a simple brick building. She said, it's empty now, but if you go hang out there for a while, Charles the Grey will be along shortly. Charles walked through the portal into Coffee House One. Charles walked around the perimeter of the building. There was a sidewalk going all the way around. All around and in all directions was the gorgeous rainbow sky. But the ocean was light blue and did not seem to reflect it. Straight overhead, the sky was purple and white, and in rings it transitioned through to blue and green, and so on down to red at the horizon. In the distance was the crystalline pink palette he'd seen before. It seemed to make a sound. When he rounded the last corner, off to the side, about a foot past the edge of the sidewalk hanging over the water, was the portal he had come in through. He noticed it was dark. He wasn't all that surprised, as he was used to them changing, but he wondered if it would be a simple matter to get back into the regular coffee house later. He would want to see Clara again, after all. He peeked his head through the portal. He wasn't quite prepared for what happened next. Time changed drastically for him, but in layers. As he got the front of his head through the surface of the portal, the main focus of his sense of conscious self experienced the change first, before his perception of reality did. It could only be comparable to extreme forms of consciousness altering, and as a unique experience in the multiverse. Once his whole head was through, he realized, to his horror, not only could he not breathe, but his head did not seem to be there. He knew his feet still stood on the ground on the sidewalk outside of the brick building Clara had called Coffee House One, so he turned around to check. In intending to turn his head, he turned a full 180 degrees, and what he saw was a portal floating in the void about three meters in front of him. He squinted and focused to see on the other side of it his own body standing there, leaning through toward him with no head. He could see inside of his neck like a cross-section. He gasped and pulled himself away from the portal and was very relieved to find with his hands that his head was still on his body and he could breathe again. He decided to try the front door of the building. It was unlocked, and he walked in. He searched for a light switch. There was some light getting in from the sky outside, but it was still a bit dark inside. He found some old-timey gas lights on the wall and turned a few of them on. He noticed the Victorian picture rail toward the roof, but the walls in this version of the coffee house were brick, inside and out. The pink light from the tower in the distance was bright enough to cast its own shadows inside the place, he noticed. 
There were tables and chairs, familiar from Malachite islands, but the floors in this place were black and white tile. There was a regular counter and a display case, which he imagined might contain pastries one day, but they were empty. Everything felt so new and untouched. He almost expected it to smell like fresh paint, but it only smelled of coffee grounds. Coffee grounds, he said to himself, seeing as there was no barista, a thought which, he realized, was accompanied by a pang of sadness. He went behind the counter, put on a dark blue apron that was hanging there, and proceeded to grind the first beans ever grinded there. The dishes were the same as the ones he remembered from 16,000 years later, or wherever it was he had just come in from. As he was coming out of the kitchen area in the back, much to his surprise, he heard Clara's voice saying, Charles? Charles, are you here? I'm here, Clara. What's wrong? He was face to face with a very, very intense version of Clara who wore blue jeans and a blue denim jacket over a blue shirt and had fiery red hair. Who are you? How do you know my middle name? Why are you acting like you know me? Is this some new avatar of yours I haven't seen? Do you know Charles the Grey? She said. Charles Reuben thought about it for a minute and said, Blythe? Okay, so you know my name now. Who are you? I'm Charles, he said, but not Charles the Grey. Would you like a cup of coffee? He said, and offered her the cup he had just made himself. She took the cup without thanking him and said, Do you know where he is? It's very important. And took a sip. Charles, which is to say Charles Reuben, said, Clara told me he'd be here soon. Blythe said, That's great, but who's Clara? Charles Reuben said, It's complicated, and smiled at her a little too brightly. Okay, please stop looking at me like some kind of creep. Charles said, I'm so sorry. I just, I, I, you look like someone I once knew. Please forgive me if it seemed inappropriate. Blythe rolled her eyes and said, whatever. Charles said, so uh, have you already uh, been a surrogate for Simon and all that? Blythe said, how do you know Simon? Charles said, well, I guess we might be waiting here for a while. So do you mind if I make myself a cup? Blythe stood and followed him and said, Actually, let me see how you do that. That looks very interesting. Charles did his best to hide a knowing smile and began to wonder if Clara remembered everything that was unfolding before him in real time as a proto-memory of her original imprinted personality 16,000 years earlier. He grinded the beans and explained, as best he could, what he knew from Clara's story, that she, which is to say Blythe, had come to Coffee House One to ask Charles the Grey for help freeing Simon, and that he'd helped her, and she filled in for Simon as a drone while Charles the Grey took him through the palaces of New Ancient Land. I've been through the first five palaces of New Ancient Land, Blythe said, and pointed out the window at the pink glowing palace in the distance. That's what Palace One looked like as I was leaving. I wonder what it's doing here. Just then, the walls began to move. Charles Reuben looked at Blythe, who looked back, raising an eyebrow. The whole scene morphed. The windows disappeared. 
and they found themselves inside of the sandstone hallway. Charles Rubin said, Oh, don't worry. It's just Charles the Grey remodeling. They walked to the end of the hallway and out onto the malachite floor. He turned around and saw that first mirrored pyramid. But today, all the portals led to darkness. And when he looked around, though there was whale song again, there were no other islands. There were a few tables scattered hither and yon, all very familiar looking. He also noticed that the pink palace was gone, turned around and looked at the mirrored pyramid, saw that the very top was glowing. He nodded to himself, starting to understand. Hovering high above them, Blythe and Charles both saw a rectangular platform and a man in a gray suit. Behind him was another portal which led to darkness. Blythe said, Charles! And the gray-suited man, whose skin was also gray, stood. Blythe? he said, and floated down toward them. Mm-hmm.